the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rescuers radio show, uh, heard every Thursday at 530 at Faith Talk 1360 and uh, and 1360.com as well. And then once it airs on uh, uh, on Faith Talk 1360, it goes into our podcast and you can go to our website, rescue, uh, org, where you'll find all the shows uh, on the website. And uh, we're also a listener-supported program. So if, if you are, have that bent in your mind to do that, uh, you can figure that out on the website as well. As well. Hey, I, I feel very privileged uh, with this guest today, the Reverend Dr. Joyce Bukers, founder of Therapeutic Harp Foundation, Harps Healing and Hope. That's provided by the Harps, right? Yes. So, uh, hello, Joyce. Well, hello, Art. What an honor to be here today. Maybe get a little closer Thank there, you. too. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. And um, and she's going to talk to us all about th- uh, therapeutic harp uh, uh, playing and 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 how that happens. On people, but uh, let's take a little listen first to go into the program. This beautiful song reminds me so much. Uh, it's called Dreams of Spring, and we play it often just to set the tone when we're playing for special needs children or end-of-life patients. reminds me of what David might have played for Saul when he was calming Saul down. Now that's a comparison to me. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people relate yeah. the harps to angels, but I, I just love historically that David was the earliest known harpist. Oh. I think the harp invoked the song. And there's 150 songs in that historical record awesome well let's let's fade that down a little bit now and uh, before we uh, dive into your nonprofit service uh, tell us tell our audience a little bit about your history how'd you get to here to this point well I, our grandchildren are sixth generation Arizonans so I, I married a wonderful man uh, 55 years well we'd start dating 55 years ago but my father was with General Electric and moved me here when I was a young girl and started playing the harp when I was nine. And my grandmother was the first woman in the Los Angeles 
symphony and really was a pioneer. Wow. And the she, first woman in the L.A. Symphony, symphony Orchestra. 150 men. Wow. And, of course, women didn't play like men did at the time, and she was the one who put that curtain up so that auditions, you couldn't tell if it was a woman or a man. And so she played, um, then went with Walt Disney Studio and did Fantasia and really well known for her music. And so the fact that her three granddaughters played, (laughs) my mother played and my daughter plays. We have it somewhat in our DNA. (laughs) And I think I saw four generations, right? Yes. Yes. playing. (laughs) Yes. We didn't really have a choice. Yeah. So, um, Wow. You had a you had a little um, twist in your life at one time, though, right? Yeah. Well, my Tell us about that. My father had really convinced me that being a musician wasn't as um, solid of a career at the time as working in computers. So I, I worked for IBM for fifteen years, had a wonderful career here in Phoenix, and at really the pinnacle of my career, my sister and I were en route to visiting her mother with lung cancer surgery, and I was supposed to be at an event at the Camelback mm, Inn. Yeah. We were hit by a semi-truck. Oh, my gosh. And it really damaged a lot of my systems in my body and went through two and a half years of a really uh, what I considered a broken health care system because yeah. the amount of drugs and surgeries and all the things that they were trying to do. But at that time, I really learned how to heal, and mm. I think the harp helped me in that wow. way. So, um, so let's let's co- uh, let's cover overall uh, goals um, of the of the uh, foundation. Uh, what's the mission? Uh, what does it cover? Uh, kind of, kind of a all of those kinds of things. What, what's the foundation do, and what is it about? Well. The mission of obviously the, harp is at the forefront. Right? Yes, <laughs> we, we started the program um, in 1998 with Hospice of the Valley. Oh. I was the director for a program called Complementary and Alternative Medicines, which is integrative medicine, mm-hmm. and we have served so many end of life patients. I was there directly for seven years, and the program grew exponentially. We moved into um, really lowering pain and anxiety for. A lot of the families as well as the patients, but understanding that we've done thousands of gatherings. And I can honestly say I've brought in on very critical situations, but I've never really had a, quote, bad death. Because what the instrument does, and it's the particular vibration of the harp, it reduces pain and anxiety and and kickstarts a part of the brain that allows you to get into that calm. And that's why listening to music, the harp is the only instrument that vibrates into this vibratory sequence. It's very soothing. Oh, did you feel it? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm very We'll hear blessed. more of it here yeah, through yeah, the show. But. Well, just, but the nice thing about the harp, um, and this is what the doctors told me, is, well, what what is one of the things that you do that allows you to get into a relaxed state? So after I had my bad accident, I started, as part of my prescriptions, <laughs> they said, you've got to start play- doing something. So I started playing 15 to 20 minutes every day, worked up, even though I had shoulder surgeries and I had a head injury, it was it just literally allowed my brain, and I'm really into neuroplasticity, to kickstart that calm and take a moment to pause. Yeah. And that's what all of us need to do for sleep, for mindful meditation. Yeah. So I was brought in on all the cases at Hospice of the Valley that didn't want to have all the prescription drugs. Okay. 
And so what it does is it kickstarts a lot of our own drugs within our own neuroplasticity to allow us to, to heal. Yeah. So uh, if you're wondering uh, in our audience, uh, yes, there is a harp in the studio with us. It's <laughs> not the the large harp. Uh, this size is a mid-size, right? Well, it's a therapeutic <laughs> harp, and that's the reason we changed the name. It was originally the Harp Foundation, and people said, oh, you're playing for concerts. and But we do play for celebrations of life and weddings, and we do do wonderful programs, as Art knows. But our big thing is to be able to play even one-on-one with little babies even. So we started playing for opioid babies, and you can just see their bodies go from just rigid to take a breath. And then all the families and everyone in the unit, the nurses come in, they drag us into various places. So we've been in over 30 healthcare settings, and we work with students, too, um, in schools. So a family of four generations of harpists. Yes. And um, it's just amazing. Your success uh, was partly with your partnership of Hospice of the Valley, and I have a very we have a mutual friend there uh, with Lynn Sue. Oh, Lynn Sue Cooney. She, did, she was our she was our guest speaker at our last <laughs> event, and you should hear what she says about the harp. I'll I'll get get yeah. you her words. It was yeah. wonderful. Oh, wonderful. Uh, you can do that right now. It's Lynn Sue Cooney Flood. Flood, yeah. And, <laughs> and she literally, uh, she was our guest speaker at our last event. Mary Jo West has also been a speaker. And what they do is they just talk about what the residence of the harp does to the room in general. And so what happens when you're in a big concert hall, you can feel it, but when you're one-on-one with a patient that's either actively dying or has serious injuries or serious problems with uh, depression or addiction, the harp is just the perfect instrument to help them move to the next step of understanding of peace. Well, I've been fortunate to have Lynn Sue on the program as well. Oh, you're oh, she's <laughs> one of my favorite people. We, <laughs> Good yeah, for we, her. We talked all and uh, talked all about uh, hospice care and what she's doing, uh, the great things. Um, so, say if if uh, you and your audience, our audience, have joined the the show a little late, uh, this rescuer show is my my as my guest, the Reverend Doctor Joyce Bukers, founder of the Therapeutic. Harp Foundation, um, and why why harps in healthcare? And, not, and I think you were on the road to talking about that. Yes. But just as uh, most people th- so probably think it's it's a concert thing and it's it's an orchestra thing, but not necessarily. Well, you're, you're changing and saving lives. Well, I what's, think. what's it, it? It is, and I really am interested in making it become best practice so it's automatically prescribed as a person that comes in after bad accidents or a family is in distress that the harp soothes the soul Mm -hmm. and i'm very interested in clinically proving the efficacy of the spiritual side of uh, of healthcare. so we've done quite a bit of research and clinical research with end-of-life patients when we were with hospice of the valley directly hospice the valley still has many harpists all around the valley so i'm very proud of that partnership but when we started with dignity health we started with neonatal intensive care babies that had cardiac issues and you should see how 
much quicker. Sister Margaret McBride is our angel <laughs> over there. But Sister Margaret says, you know, they would be in for as long as six weeks. It could shorten it to a week in terms of their need for medications because there's so many secondary effects when you have so much so many drugs involved yeah. so it's just a really good complement to integrate with the it's called the allopathic model <laughs> we're amazing it's, it is amazing <laughs> talk a little bit about the biblical uh, background of a harp well I'm I'm very interested <laughs> because I love um, I I love worship yeah. and I am an ordained minister with, with uh, Church of Beatitudes my issue is how do we then be able to move into a field of the spirit and see David, mm. the little shepherd boy, <laughs> would play for Saul <laughs> and would soothe Saul's soul. We we have that. And I, I really believe that the harp invoked the song. And we have 150 songs or psalms. And so when we're reading like the 23rd Psalm, which is just such a beautiful, yeah. we, we can play the harp behind it and it just sets the tone. It's just beautiful. So um, the Therapeutic Harp Foundation in Arizona is, is well known, not not just here, but nationally and maybe even worldly, right? Well, that's the words. Those are the words we would like. It's still the best kept secret. <laughs> I really am so glad to have met you, Art, because I know how many, how what a sphere of influence you have. But understanding that as a small foundation, we spend... Uh, we started with four different organizations that helped start our our organization, two faith tradi- health care organizations and two uh, health care organizations. So Hospice of the Valley, Sun Health Corporation, Sun City's Area Ministerial Association, and then Interfaith Services. And we started the program out in Sun City because our Phoenix op, we had seven harpists in Phoenix. We needed to get out there. So we had a, we started the actual foundation in a little over 20 years ago. And then, so as a separate foundation, Hospice of the Valley has been one of our operations that we go to every week. We have set schedules. My goal is, for example, I played at the Beatitudes campus, to look at group homes, look at end-of-life care centers, look at um, hospitals, and doctors to say automatically if there's a serious uh, crisis going on with a family that you can bring in one of the harpists and it soothes their soul. It's mm. just, it just gives them a moment to pause. And guess what happens to the brain when that does it? It just kickstarts the healing process. Mm. and it, Or it allows families to let go and knowing that the next transition is what, where they need to be. Can you play a little bit for us? Well, I'd love to play just a glissando here. I, I'm hoping I have a small harp. The harp that Art heard me originally play was one of my grandmother's originals, a classic harp. But this one... Wow. That's called a glissando. And it's so nice uh, that it's the only instrument that allows you just to make it sound like water and the flowing uh, calm. And what happened, our program was called Harp to Heart. And it opens up the harp with such uh, the heart with such grace that people that come in very fearful of and you know this you know death doesn't have to be a bad part of life you know so <laughs> I I love to say that you can live life you can live death and you can live life after death and that's why the harp is often related mm-hmm. to the angels and to the heavens because of the harmonic resonance and the sequence of the music so the glissando is 
depicts so, that. So this harp that I'm looking at here in the studio is a mere fraction of what, what, what I saw in the concert tw- two weeks ago, right? Well, it's this is only 36 strings. The, the harp that you saw is a concert baby grand. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's 48 strings. So every note has a unique sound. So when I come in and see like an opioid baby, yeah. you can play a single note. Just take a deep breath. And, and there's and that does what? It, what it does is it immediately vibrates into what's called the universal harmonic. Wow. And it allows that baby's resonance or that person's resonance to kind of take a deep breath and let go and just have a pause. Amazing. It's what, it's what we all need. And, and, and you don't really know in an infant whether they're getting it or not? But you can, t- you, can you tell? Well, what we're doing is we're measuring all the yeah. O2 stats and wow. um, respiratory. And you can see the babies go from, you know, this taut position. Just imagine a baby um, that is trying to withdraw from the drugs that yeah. their mother had yeah. to relax. Just take a moment. And they can take their own deep breaths. And what it does is it's it kickstarts. My theory is the pineal gland, which is that third eye, you know, right in the center of your forehead. What it does is then it allows to go into a different field of consciousness. And so I recently went into the field because so many of the doctors would rather than talking to a chaplain or a pastoral care, they want to talk to another doctor. So I end up going and getting my doctorate in really integrative therapies and neuroplasticity. So not just the health side, but the, the, the science well, side. And every Friday, I, I've been teaching for seven years a <laughs> science and spirituality class. Yeah. And so many people say it's either or, but it's, it's the same. So to really understand how science and spirituality work together. And that's why I'm so excited to get the word out about the harp, although it's a cultural arts instrument, can bridge between healthcare and the arts. And what a person does, I I can say I have honestly never had a bad gathering. And gatherings are anywhere from 20 minutes to 45 minutes. And people just come out feeling the impact to their brains. And I'm really into neuroscience. So what's happening to the brain? And I know, Art, you've done a lot of work in the addiction field and have three Emmys, or two Emmys. Two Emmys. <laughs> yes, but I'm so Three important. documentaries. Uh, three documentaries on the whole field of addictions. And so that's why I'm so interested in PTSD and the veteran, um, these soldiers coming back from Afghanistan and Iraq. I mean, they, what they have seen, the horrors yes. of war and what's going on. Yeah. It is an exact solution, and this is where I just love to take a moment to pause to have people listen to the music. And what we're seeing in that is in that example, so many years have passed through Vietnam, but they carry that baggage in their in their mind and their maybe habits. I don't know, but oh, it's, it's so it's tragic. A tough, it's a tough part to overcome. For veterans. Well, what happened is I can really relate to PTSD because when the semi-truck hit my car, I mean, it, we really were damaged. And it exploded or something, right? Well, it was a four-car pileup, and I arrived in the 
in the ER with my mother on the fourth floor. So there was a lot of emotional components. But what happened is the system immediately wanted, I, I blew out my jaw, which was a head injury. And so just understand what happens with um, my disc became anteriorly displaced. But after starting to play the harp, what I did is I went over to Cedar sinai who has a head and neck injury group. All these soldiers come back without a support system. I got immediately, because I have good insurance, that I went to a wonderful program that allowed me to really learn about neurofeedback and what happens with the body's ability to heal on its own. And so the PTSD, post-traumatic stress syndrome, that these young men and women go through, it's hard to stop. And I believe, and I'm praying that this next year we really have this as a full program with veterans that they they can kickstart their own healing capability. Look at the cross-section that you've just described of the healing and the science from infants to from birth to hospice care to... to, (laughs) I call it birth to rebirth. You've you've got it, yeah. (laughs) And and I'm very spiritual because you know that energy cannot dissipate when we transcend, when we die. And so people kind of get the feeling of... Oh, good. It's time for them to let go. And the harp allows it. So it, I have a silly question. How do you how do you carry this around with you? Oh, listen. <laughs> talk, talk to my sweet husband. He says, why couldn't you have picked the piccolo? <laughs> Particularly with the, the classic harp, it's about 100 pounds. And then this one, this is only about 40 pounds, and I really do need the extra strength. But we have these. Uh, these are the size that we bring in most of the um, units and all the harpists that we have have about anywhere from 32 to 36 string harps and it's it's very easy to transport but not like not like a piccolo (laughs) or or a violin (laughs) that's why we have a wonderful program that allows us to get into health care we're in our we're in our last uh three three minutes three and a half minutes or so so i want to hear another song from you good and and then uh, we'll finish it up after well, that. Well, I'd love to have um, listen to Dreams of Spring for just a minute longer. Okay. All right. And then if we could fade that out and then I'm going to play that live music. That okay. There's a big difference between recorded and live okay. music. But we do have three Spotify channels and we do have a wonderful yeah. website that you can go to and get get in touch with. I'll um, tell you when, we're, when we need, we need to go. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, good. Go ahead. Do you feel it? Yeah. I mean, it just like the other night, everybody would look up at the heavens. Where is that sound <laughs> yeah, coming, that coming from? from? Yeah. But just imagine a, yeah. a, a family in crisis being able to listen to that kind of music. So then, before we totally fade out here, uh, how, it, our listeners that would love to hear know more, how can they contact you? Well, we have a, a website um, that's still, we're continually improving and we're looking for some wonderful um, help in that area. But the neat thing about our website, it's www.therapeuticharps with an S dot org. And if you look up Therapeutic Harp Foundation, you will be able to then get into some of our recordings. And our most recent one that I'm giving to you as a gift, it's called Love is a Solution. And it's 24 tracks of music. And if you can just take in the afternoons from two to five, a moment to listen. Yeah. 
take a pause. Take a couple of deep breaths. Guess what happens with your brain? It heals. (laughs) It does. (laughs) It relaxes. It it relaxes the brain down to your heart, and you feel a lot of love. We're in our last uh, couple of minutes. You wanted to do a a live piece. This is recorded, right? Well, that was your life. Yes. Okay. The glissando, because the way this harp is set up, it's um, they're smaller therapeutic. If I had my big harp, I could quickly change. But what happens is you have the gift of the dreams of spring and all I have. Let there be peace on earth. Uh, and then my grandson, he says, Grammy, you didn't put on one of your Disney's uh, Beauty Beauty and the Beast. Oh. But a lot of it is atonal, arrhythm, arrhythmic. And what it does is just take a moment to pause. Amazing. You know. So uh, this, the Reverend Dr. Joyce Buker. Bukers, Bukers, right? yes. and and uh, founder of Therapeutic Harp Foundation, you are a rescuer, <laughs> oh, and God you. bless you, and thank you for being on the show thank today. Thank you for the work you're doing. It's so important, Art. <laughs> God bless you. Thank you. God bless. at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.